0: Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode seventy-two, starring Jimbo and Fisher. And uh, how are you, Fisher? All okay.
1: I'm, um, I'm all right, thanks. We'll, we'll touch on something shortly, no doubt, uh, as opposed to in terms of what's been going on this week. Yeah. Can I just say that introduction took forever.
0: It, it, it always does because we, we just get what we're doing is we're waiting for people to to tune in so they don't miss out on some of the amazing quality content that we've got so the idea is we keep them waiting give them a long intro for a good 30 seconds 40 seconds or so they've seen that we're live and then they log in and and yeah and there we go that's how it kind of works if you're viewing
1: on facebook live there'll be people who are listening to this who are in <laughs> their cars they're wanting to listen to a podcast while they drive somewhere and they're just sat there thinking what's going on it's, it's, we want to have want be getting into it
0: it's called anticipation fisher that's what you've got to leave people with
1: okay They don't leave them with anticipation, do they? Anticipation is something that happens before and not afterwards.
0: You know what I mean. But they've anticipated now, and this is what they're getting. Quality content. Anyway, this episode is entitled Episode 72, um, and it's called It's a Local Lockdown, because, of course, they're bringing in all the local lockdowns, aren't they? Because it's uh, it's going a little bit tits up.
1: Uh, Well, they're bringing local lockdowns in certain areas, sort of, uh, certain parts of West Yorkshire and greater manchester well when i say parts of Greater manchester what i mean is all of greater manchester i think isn't it
0: yeah so sh- shall we uh, shall we play our intro music oh our, on, our, intro our music. episode uh parody song of the week here we go it's a local lockdown and now uh, you know like you like a good intro don't you fisher a long intro i've had to cut this intro down it's that long but it's still an intro too close together people are falling unwell and just when the pub's back and the r had fell I guess we got Boris to blame left lockdown too soon left too soon will things ever be the same again Now it's a local lockdown A local lockdown A local lockdown there you go uh it's a local lockdown episode 72 because of course uh, things seem to be going that sort of way that things seem to be going into lockdown again unfortunately uh hopefully not us but west yorkshire's been hit hasn't it which isn't too far away from us is it
1: yeah well Kirklees, calderdale both been hit um those local local areas gotta say that song took forever to get through by the way oh here we go I mean, have you got have
0: you got a problem with waiting for things
1: again Come on, get on with it, get moving. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and, and by the way, today... You can't cut the
0: done, intro down to Final Countdown. You can't do it. It's, I mean, I already had to cut half of the intro down. You can't do it. Why don't you it's illegal. Cutting now. down the, the intro to it, it's a Final Countdown is as illegal as going into a shop without your face mask on.
1: Well, I'm not sure whether... Well, the problem is no one actually enforces those rules, though, do they? I've been... Plenty of shops where people have walked in without face masks and no one seems to care at all. Well, and as well, on this episode, you've got your glasses on. And we've talked oh. about having your glasses on because it, it reflects off your glasses and you can see the screen in the in the reflection in your glasses.
0: All right, Mr. Quality Control. Shall I put my contact lenses in?
1: Uh, well, yeah, go on. That's prepared,
0: right, if, if you can. I prepared them because I thought that you might moan about it. So I thought I'll get my contact lenses. The thing is, these are a waste now because... Oops.
1: Oh. You, see, you, can't, you can't see what you're doing, can
0: you? <laughs> Do you know what... <laughs> Do you want to explain what happened there? So... Uh, the the liquid from my contact lens solution has ran onto the iPad and then pressed various buttons. And we even got a bit of canned laughter, which I think worked pretty
1: well. A good slapstick comedy moment. Yeah.
0: There you go. Uh, so, but yeah, these, these are going to be wasted now because, um, you know, you're supposed to, you get eight hours wear out of them, you know, and I'm, I'll be honest, I tend to wear them for about 16 hours sometimes. But th- this means I'm only going to be wearing them for a few hours and I'm going to bed. So what a waste these have been.
1: Well... To be fair, if you're using some for 16 hours, then you, sh- you shouldn't complain too much about using some for a little bit less. But Please. good, you look a lot better. You look a lot better like that. We're not getting. Anywhere.
0: I hope spec savers aren't listening let's, to this.
1: Let's carry on with the episode. Oh, for
0: God's sake! I could have put my.
1: So I could have left mine on. So for any any uh, any audio listeners, <laughs> I've just put, subtly put my sunglasses on here just to uh, just to to mock Jimbo for uh, him taking his uh, glasses off. So I'll take these back off, Jimbo. I'll take <laughs>
0: Okay so it's uh, time for drinks I believe before we get going. Um, and uh, so what, what I, shall I go first this time. I have go got on, today um some Kai juice it's called. Oh kai right, juice. If you can see that there it is uh, an American pale ale um, from Brew York which is a which is I think the brewery. Um, I'm Still guessing that means Brew York it- uh, it, brew it's, York, brew York, but it's brewed in in York, in our York, not not New York. So in oh, York, right. Yorkshire. Is it classed as Norfolk? Is it? It's a bit of a funny one. It's North Yorkshire, isn't it? York. Is that right?
1: Uh, well, York itself is a county, isn't it? The city of York is actually a county, so oh, wow. the city of Bristol. So it's not I like believe.
0: part of Yorkshire then. But it.
1: Um, well, no, I, I think it would technically speaking fall into the North Yorkshire area, But right, okay. I think is, is its own. Is it, is it its own unitary authority? Hmm. Uh, you've got no idea what I'm talking about, have you? I haven't, no. no. But anyway, um, this is Kai Juice. Inter- interestingly, uh, you're always interested about York in terms of politics. Go on. Uh, there are two, I, th- I think, there are two parliamentary constituencies in York, one of which is inner York, and the other one is outer York. Right. So the sort of city centre of York has got a constituency, and then the parts around the city centre have got it, but within the outer bit is the inner bit included in there. Yeah. So and of course, then there's
0: Dwight York as well.
1: Right joke, yeah, of course. Um so what's your what's your beer like? Have you opened it yet? Yeah, uh, I've had a, a quick swig. Guess what I've got?
0: Uh Gone, is it your tiger beer from last episode? It's my
1: bottle, it's my bottle of tiger from last oh, episode, yes. How very now.
0: How very predictable Fisher. Well,
1: I've opened it. Eventually, top has come off it. You know what? You know, it. like in the last
0: episode, you mentioned that there was a bottle opener in the room, but you couldn't in, in your hotel room, but you couldn't quite work out how to get your bottle open with it because it was your bottle was too big. Yeah. Well I stopped in a travel lodge the other day. And All right. I saw this very bottle opener. Um, did, was it a travel... There were many hotels available. But was it a travel lodge you step, just, uh, stayed in or did you upgrade to Premier Inn? Uh, I was Premier Inn. Oh, show off. Absolute
1: show off. Not slumming it like me. Travel lodge. Did work pay? Oh. Um, well, it did, yeah. Um, the grand sum of, I think, £55 for the night. No uh, breakfast now, though, because we weren't allowed at the time.
0: Ah, of course. Yeah, you get breakfast boxes now, don't you? Instead, in some places, so you don't... Because it's all buffet things aren't allowed anymore. Which we'll come on to... We'll come on to f- uh, COVID food shortly, won't we?
1: Yeah. I didn't get anything at all, but never mind. Yeah. What have you been up to this week anyway, Jimba?
0: So I went to Lincoln at the end of la- of last week. I uh, had a good day in Lincoln. Very, very hot. And also, did you know, right, this has got absolutely nothing to do with Lincoln itself, but... Um, Apart from the name, did you know who the first person was to ever do a choke slam? You know what a choke slam is, don't you?
1: Yeah, a wrestling move, it and where you grab someone by the throat, pick I them up, and then slam them back down into the floor.
0: Yeah, I've got really into. I think I might have done it to you on that, to on that uh, snowman, that snowman bouncy castle
1: that time that we oh, yes. mentioned a few times, possibly in Rotherham, City Sen- in Rotherham Town Centre. rather. Yeah, when, uh, when you were sick. Who was the first person? Who was the first person to do a choke slam? Obviously, I think you'll find I do you know it was Abraham Lincoln.
0: How random is that? I never, I'd never known that fact before. And I don't well, know. Fair, I, there's not, it's, it's nothing to do nine. with Lincoln, but, you know.
1: So, neither did a nine. So, you said, here's something about Lincoln that's not connected to the city. <laughs> <laughs> so, I gave it away a little bit. Why, why did he do a, it? I'm was, sure he can't be the first person to think. Tell you what, he can pick someone up by the neck and throw him, through, throw him into the ground. He was a
0: wrestler in his early, in his early days. And the reason really? I've kind of I mentioned wrestling is because I've got into this weird habit. You know when you do something on Facebook, like you watch a video, and mm. then it starts to suggest other videos that you like? Well, right, okay. I, I watched an old classic wrestling video from the sort of 2001 to 2004 period, what many people my age and your age, Fisher, sure would call the golden era of wrestling for us, because that were our the generation, rock. The Rock. Um, Stone called Steve Austin. Oh, yeah, The Undertaker, who's always been around anyway, Kane, yeah. The Big Show, all of them. And hmm. uh, now I've got into this habit of constantly watching these old wrestling videos. No interest in any of the wrestling that's on now. Um, but I've got into the habit. So that's how I've, uh, somehow I somehow ended up finding out about Abraham Lincoln's chokeslam. Okay.
1: Do you think he was he was under wrestling moves Instead of going up to the top rope, no, he's going up to the top of the top hat. <laughs> he stands there on his hat and does a diving splash or something like that. Po- Abraham Lincoln's moves. Possibly. But, um, but there we go. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I got electrocuted today. Did you? Um, yeah. It was, um, it was quite interesting. Is that like Put when you up. got...
0: We mentioned getting electrocuted, didn't we, in the last episode and how... Um, Somebody electrocuted you in science.
1: Uh, well, we've quite clearly established that I didn't actually get electrocuted. I got burnt uh, <laughs> on that particular occasion. But today, yeah, I got an uh, electric charge going up through my uh, fingers. I've had a very, my arm feels very strange on the left-hand side, um, sort of near where I had the shock. I think it's sort of tight. I sort of feel like I've been in the gym and I've been sort of lifting some weights with my left arm. Oh, well, I imagine that's how it would feel because I haven't lifted any weights with my left arm for a number of years. But sort of my muscles have tightened slightly. It does feel a bit strange, but fingers crossed, it should be should be okay. Come next couple of days, it's not gonna be any lasting damage. Well, uh, yeah, it was a bit, a bit of an unusual turn today.
0: So, is that so? Is there anything else you've been up to other than getting yourself electrocuted? No, nothing of any real note. Right. Well. Okay. Anyway, um, it's time for show and tell. So, show and tell, then. Okay, uh, you will see that I am wearing a stag do t-shirt.
1: Want to comment on that for our listeners? It says, "Let's get messy." Um, I don't know, should there be an apostrophe in the word let's?
0: Well, this may be uh, something i come on to very shortly. Yeah.
1: Okay, it says Sol Stag Do, there's an apostrophe in it there. Yep. Um, and yeah, that's kind of about all we need to say. I think uh, obviously it's Messi is spelt M-E-W-S-I, as in Lionel Messi, which is I think a reference to Joe Solway, one of our friends, looking a bit like Lionel Messi, the footballer. All be ostensibly having none of his footballing ability from memory, <laughs> um, and that's about that's about it really. Yeah. So I was, um, And the you, pictures you need to know doubts. And it's got pictures of well, presumably pictures of Joe Solway, but I can't quite see him that clearly. In all honesty,
0: well, there's a picture of me trying to lick him. There's somebody. Okay. There's somebody else kissing him. There seems to be a lot of boys kissing him on this photograph yeah. on this T-shirt. But anyway, so do you want to know the two reasons I've chosen this as my show and tell? You've got to work out which reason it is. Yep. Okay. So. Um, this, and this is, this, this is not one of the reasons I'm going to give you an, a, a, a thing of where, so a fact is this is the first time I've ever wore this t-shirt. Okay. Right, first time okay. I've ever put it on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Solway's stag do was in April last year. So 2019. Okay. But this is the first time I'm wearing it. So mm-hmm. why, what is the, re- the, the reason it's the first time I'm wearing it? Number one is that this was a stag do t-shirt that I made for Solway. We got mixed messages and somebody else made him a stag do t-shirt. And um, basically there's one and their t-shirts were used on the stag do, which was quite disappointing. Uh, so this was my attempt. Reason number two is that I, it's the first time I'm wearing it because um, I didn't get to the stag do on time. I got there a day late and they went out and wore these t-shirts on the first day. So I had a new t-shirt that I paid for, but never actually wore it.
1: Okay. Um... Cause you should wear your stag do t-shirt sort of <clears throat> quite often, don't you? did didn't didn't I wear a stag do t-shirt a few weeks ago? You might have done actually, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I actually talked about going on the stag do on on that particular episode or not. Um, I don't know. I don't recall. Mm. I'll have to watch the episode back and try. And I don't know whether I use that as my show and tell item. Well, that's one but extra t- one extra view for us then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Well, we can both go back and watch it and see what, <laughs> uh, see what we think. Um. But yes, you're right. Solwise well, did go on a, he, he a stag do. Yeah, April last year. So I seem to remember I got a text message from him on the Saturday while I was playing cricket, and it said something along the lines of, and it was written to his to his future wife, saying, please can you send me a picture of your feet or something like that? I've, <laughs> I've, um, actually, I'll, I'll see if I can dig the text message out during one of the breaks, <laughs> um, which I think was sent round as a round robin, presumably to a lot of lot of friends and not just me. <laughs> um, Did you respond? No, nah, I, I, I assumed it was just like lads, I've been on a stag do, so it's kind of, yeah. I can't imagine it was quite going to be like Michael McIntyre's centre to all kind of thing where they have the funny response on a big screen. I think I missed the bow because by the time I read it, it was about two hours later, so it probably wouldn't have been that amusing in the grand scheme of things if all the lads saw the message and went, hey, run, <laughs> as you do. So, obviously, uh, the first option is that you designed the stag You designed the T-shirt and someone else designed another T-shirt. So what was the other T-shirt like? So
0: the other, so- t-sh- the other T-shirt had uh, Lionel Messi on it, but with Solway's head on it. Um, and, it, yeah, it was just a di- just a different design. And actually, possibly better-fitting T-shirts as well, because uh, this is quite snug, and it's not not necessarily... The, the sizes were a bit out of what we'd expect.
1: I mean, because in my recollection of designing these kind of things, you just go and buy a, sort of a fairly cheapish shirt from Primark, don't you, and then take it to a T-shirt printers, and they'll charge you five quid to put an image on a T-shirt. Oh, is that about right? Or you, you can
0: just sort of order one online, like, and they'll, they'll do right, it yeah. for you,
1: and then... Yeah, sorry of course a lot of people use internet for stuff nowadays don't they i'm not quite into that thing of uh, internet shopping and doing that uh, that kind of stuff but i appreciate that is it's probably the more modern way of doing it um so how did you actually get into a situation where two people thought that you were both designing t-shirts for the for the wedding oh for the stag do sorry
0: well we are very unorganized as you know and um it was one of those things it was probably my fault because i kept leaving it a bit late and saying, yeah, I'll I'll sort it, I'll sort it. And uh, the other person designing the T-shirt said, you know, are, are you going to be all right for time? He says, I'm a bit pushed back and I can sort it. So I think he, he kind of stopped asking me about it because I, I he, think he thought he getting on his he was getting on my back a little bit. And I think he just went ahead and did it thinking that I'd completely forget and, and not I'd got it underhanded. I got it all sorted, but just didn't get around to letting yeah. him know that I'd sorted it.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I just say the G on the word stag is quite, uh, quite an old style G there, isn't it? Yes, it's a font you know, I, I went for, slightly, slightly more modern font. I mean, this a bit is a bit more you know,
0: I already had this T-shirt decommissioned by the rest of the stag group, so I don't need your criticism as well, Fisher. You know,
1: I'm just say kick, if you kick got, a... If
0: you got a be- kick a dog while it's down. Yeah,
1: if you'd have had a better G on it, then people might have bought into the shirt a bit better as opposed to kind of wearing the old with the old man's writing on it.
0: Well, I don't need. It's too late now for criticism. It's not. This isn't. This isn't some sort of sort of fashion reality show. I'm just asking you what the two reasons that we've that, that this stag shirt got used or didn't. And you're you're continuing to critique my design here. Yeah? Okay. Well, I don't think that's that's not that's not it's called show and tell. It's not just called show and get criticism. Show, show and
1: show moan, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I suppose the second the second one then is that you turn up late to the stag boom. Yeah. Um which obviously you've already sown the seed from that by saying that you're an organised in terms of producing the shirts in the first place. Um so you said it's now are you saying that it is the case? That this is the first time you've ever worn that T-shirt.
0: This is the, the, the whatever this story.
1: This is the first time I've worn this T-shirt. Okay, so I suppose my question is: If you turn up late onto do, do people were people not wearing the, sh- the shirt on the Stagdew when they went to breakfast the next morning, or when they, when they travelled back from it? Nope. Where did you go, by the way?
0: Barcelona.
1: Barcelona. You went late. How can you get there late to Barcelona? That's quite a difficult I- place to get to.
0: It was organised that I'd go later. I didn't. I didn't accidentally right. turn up later. I was purposely going later. If this was the correct correct story.
1: Yeah, well, I I was meant to be going on a stag do to Madrid last year. Um, However, getting a flight to Madrid from the UK is virtually nigh on impossible. And I would have had to travel on my own. So I kind of felt that it's not really the best start to a stag do, really. So how how did it feel going on your own, if you went on your own?
0: Uh, I didn't go completely on my own, actually. I went with somebody else who was also going later. So there was two of us. Um, But I have travelled on my own. Before on a plane, and uh, that was a good experience. I enjoyed it. Actually, I enjoyed being away. On my own. I went away on my own, so I'm not I'm no stranger to solo traveling. Okay, well, I, I like to fair, go I've solo. Also,
1: I've, I've also I've also flown on my own. However, for a stag do, did you did you been not part of it when people were getting there? I, I assume you were probably in what's known as a WhatsApp. Were you in a WhatsApp group for the stag do? Were you part of a WhatsApp group?
0: I, I was part of of a, a, a alternative WhatsApp group, a, a more underground WhatsApp group than WhatsApp.
1: Oh, oh, okay. What was that?
0: Oh, we don't talk about it. It's uh, it's very cryptic.
1: Fair enough. It, it wasn't on Facebook Messenger, was it? Oh no. We well, didn't just text each other, did you? No, no, no. Snap, were you Snapchatting? No. There's a new alternative to. Oh yeah. The there's, WhatsApp. there's
0: there's not just WhatsApp, you know. There's lots of, uh, um, uh, you know, other other messenger services available.
1: I've only, I've only just got to get up to WhatsApp. Yeah. In fact, we're it not for lockdown. I probably might not really used it yet. But there we go. So, where did you
0: fly from? Um. Hmm. Actually, not got too good a memory. I think it was East Midland, I okay. think. But I, I, I can't quite remember. I think it was East Midland.
1: Uh, so you went, on the, you went on, obviously, the following day. So how long were other people there for, and how long were you there for?
0: Well, they, they were there for a full day, because we got there kind of afternoon of the second day.
1: Right. So if they fly on the Friday, you fly on Saturday, kind of thing. Yes. Or it might and have been
0: my- we went on the Friday, they went Thursday. But well, one of them, yeah. I can't remember quite which one.
1: Okay and then i presume you spent more did you spend one night there or two nights or uh,
0: i think for me it was two nights through the others it was free
1: Okay. um well there we go I suppose that's, that's 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 the full my of... i still can't quite get my head around why you wouldn't be wearing the shirt later on in the stag do like when you're travelling home i i didn't get
0: i didn't get the uh if it's the second reason i didn't get the stag do t-shirt until i arrived
1: well yeah but you can still wear it once you've got it well didn't and I'm I'm a bit surprised that they weren't kind of when they were walking around Barcelona or when they were going drinking in the day they wouldn't have the stag do shirts on.
0: Yeah, but they get smelly, don't they? After like one session in them, you know, it's like that first night on a stag do. I don't know, I'm normally in bed for about eight o'clock with a newspaper <laughs> and uh,
1: reading. I mean, reading glasses on. Ah, um, right. So I think it's time to make a decision, really, isn't it? Go on, then. And I, th- I, th- I, th- I think you went to that stag do light. I think that I think that part of it is true. that you went to the stag do light. So, so you're, no, going, you're going reason two? I'm not quite saying I'm going reason two, but I think I think the bit that about going to the stag do late is true. Whether or not that led to you not getting a shirt as a result of it or not wearing the shirt as a result of it, I don't know. Okay. I th- I'm going to go with... I'm going to say you turned up late and as a result, no one else wore the shirt.
0: Um. So I did turn up late, but everybody did wear these shirts to go on the stag do and on the first day, and by the time I got there, I got my Stag do T-shirt, but nobody was wearing them again. That was it. They'd, they'd finished wearing them. And, and I believe the first night, there was a lot of beer being pour, poured over each other, um, oh, okay. which is one reason why the Stag do T-shirts weren't going to be reworn again. So this is the first time I've ever worn this T-shirt. I've had it. I, I was eager to wear this on one of the show and tell episodes. It's been sat there waiting for me to wear it, and I've finally we got, got around to recording, and here it is. And it is a bit snug. Okay. So just as well, well, just as well, I probably didn't, I didn't have to wear it.
1: Okay. Well, um, what, what, what a fantastic moment it is to see that in, um, in full flow. And apologies to whoever designed that T-shirt for slagging off your old man style G. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what can we do? So who, who did design it?
0: Uh, Fids, actually. Mark Fielding, oh, I right think. Okay. I think so, anyway. Remember, you can like the Waste of Webspace podcast on Facebook. In fact, you don't even have to like us you can hear loads of abusers on there as well. You know, like I said, I was uh, into wrestling videos now, and the classic wrestling videos. Uh, Shall I just, you know, rip this T-shirt off like Hulk Hogan live on the podcast? What do you reckon? No, you've only worn it once. I'm a bit <laughs> It's
1: first time. First time you put it on for God's sake. Won't be a Leave pleasant it. sight
0: for anyone either. Well, it's just that 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 uh, old G and the lack of apostrophe on let's is obviously annoying you, so...
1: Ah, so I can can let it go, sort of. Okay, but there we go. What have you got anyway, Fisher? Sure? Uh, well, I was intrigued by a couple of news stories this week. Uh, one of them was to do with a member of parliament called Charlie Elphick. Uh, does name ring a bell at all? Oh, sorry, a former member of parliament, Charlie Elphick.
0: I, I think it does. Yeah.
1: Ring um, name? He pleaded guilty to sexual assault. Oh, sorry, no, no, I don't think he pleaded guilty. He was found guilty of sexual assault um, for, yeah, sexual assaulting some members of staff who worked for him uh, whilst he was a member of Parliament. Uh, I think one of them messaged him saying that they were feeling quite depressed and quite low at the moment, so he messaged her back saying, why don't you basically come and have sex with me and therefore that will uh, that will perk you up, no doubt, um, to which he didn't, obviously, I wouldn't have thought, and uh, she ultimately uh, contacted the police. And yes, he was. Uh, he was a former MP. He stood down as member of parliament last year in 2019. Do you know who replaced him as member of parliament for? I think it was somewhere in Devon or Dorset. Um, Do you know who replaced him? Another Tory MP, was it? Another Tory MP, yeah. Uh, not sure. Uh, it was his wife. Oh, oddly enough. Oh, right. um, okay. Quite strangely. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was obviously. There's that story kind of bubbling on. That kind of came to a head, and he was he was convicted. Uh, I think at the end of last week, and then over the weekend. Uh, there was a story about another male Tory MP uh, who was in there. All we know about them, uh, there's a Tory MP, and they've been, I think, arrested on suspicion of rape, although they are not naming who the Member of Parliament is, and they won't have the whip withdrawn from them. Um, Which is actually quite an interesting point to make, because Charlie Elphick um, actually did have the withdrawn, um in two thousand and now i 'm not saying i 'm not saying. surely, surely a, they
0: should surely rather than get a whip withdrawn, they should actually just get whipped
1: that might that' be, that'd be a, a good point actually good point well made just say but not to say that that 's not to say that um politics is a particularly corrupt game or sort of unethical at all or anything like that but i can 't help really notice that he did have so it was m p for dover by the way um but in two thousand and seventeen when the story first came to light. Uh, he had the Tory whip w- removed, so therefore was effectively no longer considered a member of the Tory party. It was reinstated in December 2018. Do you know why? This is not one of the quiz questions, by the way. Uh, I I don't know why. So, so why would they reinstate the whip for this member of Parliament who's been charged with sexual assault and is due to stand in court? Uh, they were desperate. They needed there him. A, there was a vote of co- there was a, com- a vote of no confidence in Theresa May. Oh right, okay. So they decided to with. Restore the whip for him so he could vote in line with the government. Okay, Well done. Fantastic. Um, So, uh, so as well as that, also there was a story about a Tory MP who, this weekend, who isn't, as far as I'm aware, isn't Charlie Elphick, um, who has allegedly um, been arrested on suspicion of rape and released on bail. Um, Obviously, there are a lot of Tory members of Parliament. I think there's about 340, something like that. All we know about this particular Tory MP is that it's a male... Tory MP, and they're in their 50s, which narrows it down to have been about 330 potential people who, uh, who could be uh, the suspects. And no, one, no, you're not allowed to name who it is or who it might be. Uh, so I thought what I'd do is just give you the name of some Tory MPs who are in their 50s. Okay. And we'll just try and uh, find out a few things about them. So, and so, so
0: it, it could come out in, in, in time that one of the MPs that we've mentioned could be that said person.
1: To, could do I get
0: to pick out at the end who I think it is? As a bit of like a who it type thing.
1: If if you if you want to go to jail, that's fine with you, Jim <laughs> That's not a problem. <laughs> I won't it's do gonna that, like, then. It's going to be like playing a game of guess who, I think, because all we know about this is Tory MP, male, in their 50s. I think there was a suggestion as well that they were also a former member of the Shadow Cabinet. Um, so, yeah, I've got some Tory MPs that are male and in the 50s. I thought we'd just have a run-through, just ask a few questions about them. Yeah, that's go, so go for it, yeah. So, Liam Fox, Dr. Liam Fox, but not to be confused with Dr. Fox, the former... Radio um, DJ. Former DJ, yes. Who, to be fair, I think might might have also been accused of various other things. Um, Why did Liam Fox resign in October 2011? Was it that he was the Defence Secretary and was often accompanied at meetings by a friend of his who had no security clearance? Or, he was a Justice Secretary and he was caught claiming expenses for his his ex-wife, who he claimed was his secretary. They divorced eight years ago. I went asked if you still work for him, said, I hope I never see him again. <laughs> um. Okay.
0: Uh, well, there's there's been sort of questionable behaviour with with bringing people you shouldn't do to meetings quite recently, hasn't there, I think, with with the Tories. I think there's been a bit of a uh, yeah. talk about things like that. Um. So it, it could be that one for that reason, because it's obviously something that's uh, still talked about as well. But I do f- seem to remember something about the second one, and, yeah, him paying... Obviously, was was um, lots of uh, expensive scandals going off at that sort of time, which, again, we might mention one of those later on, something I might want to bring up. Um, let's go with that one. Reason two, B.
1: Uh, you are incorrect.
0: Oh, incorrect?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, he, uh, there was a fellow who was best man at his wedding called Adam Werity, or Verity, I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced, uh, and he often accompanied... Uh, Liam Fox into various meetings. Uh, he also had a business card, this fellow Adam Werity, I think his name was, that said on it, Special Advisor to Liam Fox. Um, the Slight problem was that he wasn't and didn't appear anywhere on a list of special advisors to government ministers and all that sort of stuff. So, a slight scandal there. So, but,
0: he had his own business card?
1: Yeah, you can have your own business card. You used to be able to pay. I, I think nowadays you can probably order them off the internet from Instaprint, a place like that, or what, Vista what, whatever it's called. What, what font did he use? Um, the one that got a terrible G on it, I think. <laughs> Okay, um, but I, I'm not too sure. In all honesty, I'm not sure if that's where you're going with that question or not. That was where I was going. Oh, okay. Um, so, and, and, and obviously, there is no suggestion that Liam Fox, who is a Tory male Tory minister in his fifties, is in any way implicated in this story. You're going to do that um, after each person, um, just to be safe. Pro- probably going to have to now. But I, I, was, <laughs> I was a blanket for all of these people. Say so there is no way that we are particularly implicating them. We're just saying he's our. Know, Tory member of Parliament who are male and in their fit. But who but knows? Tim, it could have been one of them. But yeah, it might be one of them. So if it is, then we will celebrate from the ten that we met. Well, we're not celebrate because it's nothing a to celebrate, thing to is it? No. Yeah, um, but you yeah, know, who knows? It might be. It might be that. So Tim Lawton, uh, what did he announce in 2017? Was it that he owns some disco lights and often dances exuberantly in the morning to pump himself up before a day's work, or? Is it that he meditates in the bath every morning for about an hour? Your bath would be cold, wouldn't it, after an hour?
0: Or if you start with a hot bath, I don't think it could last an hour.
1: Do you know who Tim Lawton is, by the way? Uh, is he a Tory MP in his 50s? He is, and he's really kind of like <laughs> really wrinkled, and so of got <laughs> his fingers, and they've all wrinkled Yeah. Even yeah. <laughs> uh, though he just dances around whenever you say hello to him. Is it, is it him
0: wearing flares? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? If it's, if it's the first one... Um, I've got, I'm going to have to, if it's the first one and he's, he dances around to disco music, I think I like him a little bit more than I might have done before. Obviously yeah. not if it turns out to be that that he's the MP in question. Um, but uh, so let's go. I'm going to say it's the one in the bath, I think. He meditates in yeah. the bath every morning. you would be
1: right. Well done. It's actually worth pointing out, I might as well say, that actually not all of the things on here I've got are bad about Tories. There are actually some Tories who actually are okay. Yeah, um, unless, so of course. But, yeah, maybe, <laughs> not many of them, but there are some. Uh, Graham Brady, or it might even be Sir Graham Brady. How much money did he allegedly make from selling his London flat, which the taxpayer partly helped to pay for? Is it about £780,000 or £1.1 £1. 1 million? Well, so I think this is something to do with uh, you could reclaim yeah. interest on mortgage payments and all that sort of stuff. So seven hundred
0: eighty thousand pound or one point
1: one point one million. So about is about three quarters of a million or just over a million?
0: So we're talking a flat, did you say?
1: Uh, I believe a flat in London.
0: Well, I, I think I'm going to go for B because seven hundred eighty thousand pounds would probably just get you a shed in. Yeah. Um, so I think based on that, I'm going to go for the the big number and go for one point... Uh, and obviously, flats in London are, are probably, you know, just because of the fact they, they're probably in you know, a very good location. Um, they'll probably sell quite well. So I'm going to go for, yeah, the flat, the £1.1 million.
1: Yeah, well, I think this flat is in a great location. I think it's just above the PC pod. Um, <laughs> and it is... You're correct, it's £1.1 million.
0: Thanks for that, Fisher.
1: You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so... Nick Gibb, who is probably a bit annoyed that he turns sixty next month, so oh. yeah, <laughs> that, must be, must be a big...
0: yeah, because he'd have been out of the picture, wouldn't he, if, if his birthday come a bit quicker?
1: Yeah, well, unless it's him, obviously. But um, he's not one
0: of he's not one of the uh, like undiscovered BG brothers, is he? And it was him who was dancing about in the kitchen to uh, disco music.
1: Uh, no, but it, it, I think his brother is a policy advisor, and I think his brother's called I don't know if it's Robin Gibb or Robbie Gibb. Yeah. But when I read it, when I read it first up, I I thought it said Robin Gibb. I thought it was going to be some kind of Bee Gees connection. But <laughs> actually, when I was doing the question, I was tempted to make some kind of reference to that, but I decided against decided it. To say it's turning sixty next week, uh, next next month, which as I say, it's probably a bit annoying for him at the moment, albeit not unless it was him that did it. Uh, so, what did this former schools minister once say to officials at the Department for Education? Is it that he'd rather pupils who are taught by an Oxbridge physics graduate. With no teaching qualifications than someone from a rubbish university who did have a teaching qualification, or that at least at least when they had the eleven plus, pupils were going to be a success who were going to be a success were identified early. Nowadays, too much time is spent on children who will go on to achieve nothing. So he said, Which one of those two did he say? Um, all right, they say basically we should get teachers from good universities, not from crap universities, or did he say that um, we shouldn't spend time teaching everyone because some of them are just. Not really uh, not really very intelligent. Not going to do much with a lot.
0: Both equally as mean and short-sighted. Uh, yeah, must sh- so, give a so, shout-out so. to uh, Damien Hill and Andrew Sledmore who've uh, been in touch with a laughing emoji. That And in particular, the laughing emoji on its side. Um, I think they are former listeners of um, of, of the Sunday br- uh, Roast Show and Sunday Brunch Show. So there you go. Bringing the listeners in. We, we never mentioned that show on this podcast, do we, Fisher? Sure?
1: Uh, no, it's on between... Uh, it's, oh, boy, it's, it's not, not anymore. anymore, is it? So, no, we've done that now. You're, you're too busy promoting your business. Of course,
0: yeah. But anyway, <laughs> oh. so I'm going to go with the second one and he said something about wasting time on... Oh, no, that's too bad though, isn't it? Because you can't say that about kids. I'm going to go with the first one, the teacher's one. The teacher should go to good yeah. universities.
1: You are correct, well, then.
0: I mean, they're both bad things to say, but the second one's particularly bad.
1: Slightly worse, yeah. yeah. Um, next up, Andrew Murison, MP for Wiltshire. Uh, why did he leave a role that promoted Bristol University? Is it that he didn't like the manner in which they failed to recruit students from state schools, or he objected to the vice chancellor's pay? So this is a Tory with a bit of moral, bit of uh, bit yeah. of kind of uh, wants to do good things.
0: There, there was a thing about uh, what, what year was this again? Sorry,
1: oh I don't know. Okay, I don't know to be honest. It's I know fairly the,
0: There was a bit. There was a there was a thing about uh, vice chancellor vice chancellor's pay um, pay over um, a couple of years ago, I think. So that that could make sense. But then there is also, you know, working in the uh, HE sector myself, I know that there is a lot of work that goes into uh, student recruitment and outreach and WCW participation and things like that. And perhaps if the university wasn't pulling their weight with trying to... Uh, Support students from less privileged backgrounds. Then there could have been a criticism towards that as well. So I'm going to say the second one, though. I think just can't remember it being topical at a certain time. So the, the VAT about vice, vice chancellor's pay. Pi. Yeah,
1: uh, is that you there? Uh, yeah, sorry, you're breaking up a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. About uh, yes, it was the it was. You're right. It was the vice chancellor's pay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not quite sure what our viewers are going to see. Um, or here over those last thirty seconds, so. But Jimbo, I'm not sure who gave you permission to pixelate yourself completely there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's, that's certainly what I'm seeing anyway. <laughs> um, so yes, it was vice chances, but I think she was getting paid about four hundred seventy thousand pounds, and he said, "How can you possibly justify this salary? It's not fair on students. we should be going towards them?" Uh, so very good of him. So next up, Mark Francois. Um, do you remember Mark? Do you know Mark Francois? Looks a bit like Peter Griffin, allegedly. Oh, right, yeah. Um, sort of fairly is the one who tore up um, Theresa May's Brexit agreement on TV, saying that his father had, fought, had landed on the beaches in Normandy on D-Day and he wasn't going to take orders from a German, and I'm not going to take orders from a German either. From the Europeans, we'll do whatever we want. Right. Okay. Um, so what did he claim during the expenses scandal that raised a few eyebrows? Is it not much really? He was very good with his re- he was very good with his receipts. However, most of them showed that he purchased a lot of junk food, including chocolate bars and sweets. Or, is it that he bought a new TV every year for four years on the trot? So, uh, the first one, I mean,
0: who doesn't, you know? But the fact he kept all the receipts is really good, you know, because I I bet there was a lot of receipts if he'd he'd kept all of those, considering Um, if you say he looked like Peter Griffin
1: as well. Yeah, I suspect there probably were quite a lot, given (laughs) how he looked. I um, do remember hearing something about
0: TV, though. But then again, don't TVs have... So he did it every year, did he say? Every
1: year for four years on the drop, a su- new TV.
0: I suppose they do tend to have a, a year's guarantee on them, don't
1: they? A TV. Well, yeah, but doesn't doesn't mean, doesn't mean you say you have to break it after a year and go and get another <laughs> one at the taxpayers' expense. No, I wasn't excusing him. Um, let's go with he the. Should t- go, let's he go. Should with- go to Costco because you get a five-year warranty on there. The, well, goods. someone should have told him
0: mentioned. if if this is true. I'm going to go with the TV one.
1: Uh, you're wrong. He, he ate a lot of junk food at the taxpayers' expense. Right, okay. However, however, he did keep the receipts for sort of a large, loads of sort of bags of sweets, crisp, chocolate, £12 on toothbrushes, apparently. Probably trying to like get all the bits of crisp out from between his teeth, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Uh, so, so, next up, Sir Charles Walker, um, who amusingly is uh, related to. He's it's, it's called Walker, but he's actually related to Chris Chataway, the well known runner, who was. A contemporary of Roger Bannister who ran the first ever four-minute mile. All oh, right, okay. So it's called Walker. Yeah, he's related to a runner. What's all that about? Exactly. Um, change his name. Yeah. So Sir so Charles Walker. What did he become the first MP to do in December 2013? Is it? It was the first one to say that he would publicly accept. It was the first one to publicly say that he would accept an 11% pay rise for MPs. Or did he say that he didn't think there was any need to change the guidelines on MPs expenses?
0: Um I'm sure he I mean so when when was it when was it he apparently said
1: this? Uh, this was in December 2000.
0: So you're saying he was he was the first person to say there's no reason why MPs shouldn't get 11% pay rise?
1: Um yeah he said I will accept it. A lot of, I think a lot of MPs turned around and said yeah it's probably not fair we we're, no, we're not giving 11% don't. pay rise out to other people. Well, they don't tend to do that now though. Well uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't follow every single pay rise that MPs get and mm. what everyone's stance on it is.
0: Right, let's go then. With uh, let's go with the first one. I I, I I I don't. I think because there was a lot of there, it was a massive scandal expenses thing. I I think it would have been very brave to say that some of what was going on was right. So let's yeah. go with the
1: first one. Okay, and you'll be correct. Well done. <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a suggestion that. Um, MPs would get a 11% pay rise, to which I think Ed Miliband said, it was labeled at the time, said, actually, I don't think that's quite appropriate and right, so maybe we should have a discussion as to what we should do on this, because it's not fair that MPs are getting an 11% pay rise when there's various nurses, doctors, firefighters, teachers, policemen, who, civil servants who aren't getting this pay rise. Um, and Sir Charles Walker came out and said, well, someone's offering me 11% pay rise, so of course I'm going to take it. So would you if you got offered it? Which is a reasonable point of view. Yeah, maybe yeah, not for... yeah. To be fair, I think he's probably actually got a point that most people would also do that, but uh, as a member of Parliament, maybe should acknowledge his responsibilities a little bit more and uh, consider other people, in in particular the people who vote for him who maybe aren't getting that same pay rise. So there we go. So uh, next up, uh, and once again, obviously there's no suggestion that uh, Sir Charles Walker is a person who has been arrested, (laughs) uh, but nonetheless, he is a Tory MP male in his 50s, so we are (laughs) mentioning him for the purpose of this round. Um, Next up, uh, well-known Muppet Chris Grayling. Uh, appeared on the news in October two thousand and nine. Two uh, thousand and nine. So he was What's the
0: transport Gap? secretary, weren't he? Weren't
1: was the transport secretary. He's been various other secretaries <laughs> before and after that. But um, tends to be wh- one of
0: the only, uh, the only sort of the cabinet sort of members that I remember the names of because, of course, uh, all of our fun with Northern Rail before, before yeah. the world turned on its head like it is now, and the world's got bigger problems yeah. now than Northern Rail. But anyway, yeah.
1: Um, so what did, he, what did he say when he appeared on the news in October 2009? Was he talking about a strategic partnership with French President Jacques Chirac, forgetting that Nicolas Sarkozy was a French president and had been for over a year? Or did he criticise a Tory policy, mistakenly thinking it was a Labour policy? He then swiftly backtracked. <laughs> um, okay. I,
0: I seem to think this has happened before where, where, they, where, you know, it's not just, you know, the Tories, but other parties have criticised each other's policies and then realised it were actually their own. In many cases, I think it's not some, I think that has happened before. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the, that he got he got the the French president mixed up basically, didn't he? He didn't get the right, is that right? Got it wrong.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that, that's right in terms of what the question says, but it's wrong in terms of what the actual answer is. Oh, I've got it wrong, man. You're wrong, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I think there was some kind of Tory policy that David Cameron announced where he was going to make some kind of Former army leader and advisor in terms of defence strategy and all that sort of stuff. And Chris Gare- Grayling hadn't quite cottoned onto this and was asked the question. And he thought it would Labour have done that same thing. And he said, Oh, it's just a bit of political um, sort of, it's just a stunt, isn't it? Um, yeah, he has no real substance to this whatsoever. And then they said, Actually, it's your part that's done that. Oh, well, it's a great appointment. Yes, <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I couldn't quite hear you properly in the headphones there. Yes, sorry. The, the sound would cut out of it, so I couldn't quite. You would said, so yes, of apologies course, for that.
0: Back to towing the party line as soon as possible, of course. As as many, uh, I mean, uh, you know, we, I, I I I do like that. You know, our, our local MP is uh, mm. is pretty good at that. I don't know if you've noticed.
1: Um, I don't really follow that much mm. of her on social media. She's on Facebook, isn't she? Tends uh, I actually tends to dis,
0: just, tends to dis, tends to agree with with anything. The Tory party, you doing anything and everything?
1: I have, I have seen that she's. Basically, uh, copy and pasted some standard responses that have been clearly sent out to her from head office, kind yeah. of uh, from central office, uh, sent down to her, and she's uh, stuck up on Facebook. But I did, I did see an interview of her in Penistuff M Well, if she goes on regularly, she's a regular guest. Do you, would you try and get on the brunch show if you were back doing it?
0: No, I think I'll steer clear of uh, politics. We'll just, we'll just leave it for this podcast and uh, and discussing the potential. <laughs> yeah. MPs in the so next, 50s that could be could have been arrested.
1: Yes. So next up, Jeremy Hunt. Um, obviously he is no longer a member of the cabinet. He is a backbencher. He ran in the final two against Boris Johnson um, to be the leader of the Tory party and therefore Prime Minister. Uh, Boris Johnson won, at which point there were immediate shouts of um, to, to get rid of Jeremy Hunt. People shouting Johnson, sack Hunt. I think that's what he said. I'm not too sure. Um, and... <laughs> What did... Yeah, you've got it. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. In November 2017, uh, Jeremy Hunt was embroiled in a Twitter row regarding the NHS with which actor? Was it Ralph Little, who played Anthony in The Royal Family, or was it Alan Halsell who played Tyrone from Coronation Street?
0: Okay. I'm immediately drawn to Ralph Little because I know he has a lot of arguments with uh, with people on Twitter, and particularly politicians and particularly... uh, Tory politicians. There is something this week. Actually, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter with uh, with the Ralph Little. So, there's some. Who was the guy called something Lawrence? I can't remember something Lawrence. A, a guy who was a bit controversial on Twitter. Um, you know what I mean, don't you? Oh,
1: Lawrence. Is it something like that. Lawrence Fox, the actor. Possibly. Yeah. Is it a, is it a posh actor who um, had sort of rallied up against yeah. a certain kind of woke culture, so to speak. I think it is, um,
0: but can I? Can I I'm going to have to find the tweet because it, it, it was really okay. good. So you just just remind me again of the two options while I'm while i speaking. Just, I'll just
1: casually read the question out again. Yeah. I'll tell the uh, Boris Johnson, Jeremy Hunt joke uh, now. So in November 2017, Jeremy Hunt was embroiled in a Twitter row regarding the NHS. With which actor was it? Ralph Little who played Anthony in the Royal Family, or was it Alan Halsell who played Tyrone from Coronation Street? Okay,
0: thank you, Fisher.
1: <laughs> I read that out in my best radio presenter's them, as well, didn't I?
0: So the reason that I think it is um, L- Ralph Little is because he-, he tweeted something the other day. Um, and so he-, he tweeted saying, it seems Lawrence Fox has blocked me on Twitter, which is weird because I've never had a single interaction with Lawrence Fox on Twitter. On the plus side... This means I'll never have a single interaction with Lawrence (laughs) Fox on Twitter, which I thought was quite funny. So because of that, I reckon it is Ralph Little because I know that he does get into quite a lot of, uh, yeah, but who's the other one? The guy from Corrie, was he also in the Royal Family? Is it the Uh, same one? No, you're Ah.
1: thinking of uh, Andrew Wyman, who played Kirk in the Royal Family, Ah. played Kirk in Coronation Street, and Darren in the Royal Family, I think, wasn't it? or it might be the way around. I can't remember which. No, I'm talking about Alan Halsall, who played Tyrone in Coronation right. Street. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so uh, let's go with Ralph Little. Ralph Little, you'd be correct, well <laughs> Uh So, final question. James Cleverly, who is also a Tory MP in his 50s, male, although we're not accusing him of anything. Did he also He's play for Man United? Uh, different, different. I oh, Thomas Cleverly. Oh. Um, it's very, it's good, I think it's a good surname to have cleverly. Mm, not if you're not, if not just, clever. I just think whenever you do something stupid, people are just going to take the piss out of you even more. He didn't do that United. cleverly, did he? Exactly. So, what, what did he do that wasn't very cleverly in 2010? He tweeted something. What did he call Liberal Democrat MP Simon Hughes, who was a coalition partner of the Tories at the time? Did he call him a dick or a cock? via <laughs> twitter he said we might be in a coalition together but i think simon hughes is either a dick or a cock
0: so it's the ever regular question dick or cock um dick or cock, yeah. what what is it they go for uh, which came first yeah um okay let's go for uh which which swear word which, which which do I prefer to to call someone I'm going to go with I think do I like some, dick. but then you've Nob. you have forgot knob you could have thrown knob in there as well which is the God, be, which yeah. one rolls off the tongue better um, hmm. yeah I think I'm
1: going to go with dick uh, <laughs> you'd be you be right you did call him a dick <laughs> <laughs> you apologise to him later because maybe it's not a very not a very respectful thing to do to a fellow member of parliament refer to him as a as a dick
0: well, they normally say Although that like, they, he could have done it, you know, the Right Honourable Dick over there, <laughs> or maybe oh, his maybe was, his full he, name was just Richard.
1: Exactly, yeah, that's the way to try and get out of it. It's interesting because um, a few years ago, I had a bit of a a bit of a disagreement with someone who'd called a family member of mine a cock. <laughs> um, Who was it? And I said, uh, it, it was during a game of cricket, okay. and uh, so one of the opposition players said, so that, so was um, it
0: was it was it was it a close
1: family member of yours? Oh well it was my brother obviously. Um <laughs> but, but they, they called him a they called him a cock and I said I said, yeah, do you mind not calling one of my family members a cock? Um I, proper, I, I
0: sort of Did your dad throw a bottle of Schweppes lemonade at him?
1: Uh, my, my dad wasn't there. Um uh, my dad was actually getting ready for his birthday party at the time, but it so happened. Um but I said, Yeah, I, I i sort of said to this bloke, I don't turn up I I don't start calling your family members a, a cock or whatever. And do you know what he said to me? you was from Barnes of this fella. You you said, you are too. Um, actually no, so he called him a dick. Sorry, not a cock. <laughs> he called him a dick.
0: Come on, get your get your dicks and cocks sorted out, Fisher. Yeah.
1: He called him. He called him a dick. Um, and what he actually said was that in Barnsley, the word cock is used quite a lot, isn't it? Of course, people talk it is. So, hey, up, cock, how you doing? Right. Have you got time on your cock? Because I know it's on my wrist, mate, and all that sort of stuff. not um, <laughs> right, yeah. um, and, and people use the word cock quite a bit. And he said to me, he said, "Well, round here." If you call someone a dick, it's like quite an affectionate, term. It's like calling them a cock, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's not. You've just called <laughs> them a dick. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my that's my dick and cock down for the day. So, should we move on, Jim? Yeah, let's move on from uh, all this. Well, uh, unless, unless you've got details of a family member who's maybe been called a dick or a cock at some point and you've had to step in.
0: Not not off the top of my head, but, uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we'll move on, then.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, oh, is sorry, have we done? Have we done? Yeah, also that oh, was the last question. I don't know yeah, it was the last, Fisher, last question.
0: I I, I, <laughs> I really enjoyed that one. Uh thank you very much for listening. Uh for what for for take for doing that quiz. We've not finished yet, by the way. Uh <laughs> it's time for time for to take an ad break while we uh, gather our, gather ourselves for the next feature. Still not got your hair cut after lockdown? Are you starting to look like a Boris Johnson tribute act? Does it look like the Fonz has returned? Is it no longer possible to make out your facial features? Then contact Hair Rifle. At Hair Rifle, we use reconditioned AR-15 rifles to blow the shit out of your mop, put a bullet in that mullet and firing squad that bob. Give us a call, we'll come round to your address and shoot your hair into perfect shape. Be quick, because we're hair today, gone tomorrow. So I did actually get my hair cut. I don't know if it was in the last episode or the episode before that I turned up with a, a new haircut. It's yeah. shorter now, so anyway. You you need yours doing for sure.
1: I think it's fair to say that I definitely haven't had my done, uh, you, mine done. You do need to contact
0: uh, Hair Rifle.
1: Yeah. I would, uh, I would just like to compliment you actually on that advert because I spoke to you earlier on today and said, I've got an idea for, I've not really got time thinking of advert, but yeah, why don't we do something called Hair Rifles? The idea being that, because I know I'd misheard the word air rifle the other day as hair rifle I thought what a great way that would be to shoot hair off people and gave you the final you know hair today gone tomorrow but for saying put a bullet through that mullet I, I can only say well done Jim man a great bit of work good isn't it yeah, uh,
0: anyway well. uh, on to the news so what we got Fisher
1: we've oh we not even got that far yet. no uh, no,
0: we won't be on it long we haven't done much for news have we so
1: yeah uh, Tom Moore got knighted Sir Tom, Captain Tom Moore as it was Sir Tom Moore yeah I thought it was amazing, because it was the first ever socially distanced knighthood, if you, if you saw that. They're actually outside. I don't know if it was actually on the same day as one of the royal weddings at Windsor Castle. So he was stood outside on his Zimmer frame, and obviously Tom Moore is 100 years old. He was stood there in his Zimmer frame, just not moving, and the Queen slowly walked towards him with a sword. He <laughs> just kind of thought, this looks like some kind of weird... Geriatric version of Robot Wars here. They just like sort of plonk the sword on his thing. You thought, and the uh, the, the and life bars
0: clip. popped up in the top corner.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, something rose out of the Zimmer frame and just grabbed the queen, picked her up, and dumped her through a uh, thing at the side. So yeah, uh, congratulations to him. It's thoroughly deserved, knighted. It's a bit, this, you don't really, sorry, go you, on, you
0: don't really want you know a lady in a what nineties and a gentleman a hundred years old now, is he? 100
1: years old. Yeah, I think Queen's, she's 94, 95, something Do like that. Do you really
0: want, you know, a pointy sword between them like that? I mean, it, it helped to keep the distance, which is obviously yeah. what was needed. Yeah. Um, Fortunately,
1: a two-metre-long sword for doing the knighthood ceremonies yeah. was perfect.
0: Maybe people should just carry swords around supermarkets, keep people yeah, away from you. Yeah, wrong with that?
1: Yeah. 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 Going around finding people. Hey, now then, you called my brother a dick, didn't you? <laughs> and it wasn't an affectionate term. I'm having you for this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, have you seen anything else in the news at all? Uh yeah, so well we've got we've
0: got the uh, old eat out to help out, which is a yeah, been, an inter- 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 interesting
1: name to have chosen, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think as you pointed out, it ties in with the government's obesity me- anti obesity message, trying to sort of encourage people to eat healthily. And yet you can go to I've had look, you can go to McDonald's, eat in McDonald's, and get a fifty percent discount as long as you order under ten pounds worth of food.
0: Why? Why do uh, this is what I don't get. Like the idea of. Surely, eat out to help out is that it's supposedly to, to be helping those those sort of you know not just small pubs, but I suppose pub chains that maybe aren't quite as you know they're not a multinational organisation that are not going to have people not going to them anymore like McDonald's. So why do McDonald's need to be part of that? I don't want to be a what? I don't want to poo poo it all and sort of say you know, and say that people shouldn't be getting a bit of money off the McDonald's and so on, because a lot of people enjoy that, I'm, sh- I'm sure. But is it necessary? Is that, you know, are people just going to go there rather than going to the pub chains that really could do with the business? Yeah. Or the, the smaller know, independent you, pubs and
1: cafes? And I don't know, but if we could hurry up with the episode, because I need to go and get my uh, Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mac, medium fries, and a uh, medium milkshake for tea, if that's okay, please, and, and eat it in. But you can you only get it if you eat it in. If you put it as takeout, you're paying twice as much than if you eat it in the McDonald's. And it's
0: it's for two people. Well, it's, if there's two of you there, then you you get you'd both get a discount, don't you? So you, is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. So ten pound pa- each. Up to ten pound each. What about if I took my daughter and she's
1: not going to have anything? Or ten pound each. Right. Just take take her with you anyway. Even if she's not having anything, you can get an extra tenner out of her. Think of all the all the money that over the years that she will cost you as children do. <laughs> you've got you've got your one chance to make a bit of money out of having a, having a child. So. Just get in there and uh, and take her along. And if and, and to be fair, there'll be times I'm going out, so if you mind let me borrow her for a bit, so of I course. can take her there and get an extra 10 off the food, that'd be much appreciated. Of course,
0: as long as you're prepared to put her to bed afterwards, uh, get yep. her up in the morning, get her dressed for the day, get her sorted, you know, do
1: all that Actually, kind of stuff. Probably not quite worth 10 quid, to be fair. But um, <laughs> never mind, the, the thoughts there. Um, I suppose the the one thing that interests me, really, is that you only get 10 pound off it per price. Right. So if you if you want three courses, which I, do you ever have three courses when you go out or, or not? Are you rarely. I, t-
0: I tend to go for, for, for just the main course um with a side. Or oh, okay. or just I, I tend to be more of a starter person, I think, hmm. generally.
1: Yeah, I think in, in in years gone by I was probably a main and a dessert man, but possibly i I'm more starter and, and main now instead. Um I, I will do that, but it's quite rare that I have a dessert. But if you are inclined to do three courses, ten effectively You've got to spend, if you spend 20 quid, you'll get £10 off. But if you spend 25, you'll still get £10 off. So you can only, it's only up to £20 that you'll get it at half price, if that makes sense. Right, okay. So I think what you need, really need to do is go on a bit of a, an eating pub crawl. So you can probably have a really good quality starter at one place, then move to your next place to get your main course. And then somewhere that does really, really good desserts, go there for your dessert. Actually, there is a, I, I have heard that Dunkin' Donuts are doing this if you eat in, so that might be a place to go to for some desserts, some cheap half-price donuts. Good shout, highly recommended. Good shout. Um,
0: someone who might not, or might be, or might not be enjoying this uh, help out to eat out is Tom Watson, who uh, there was a few articles about him in the news this week. He's uh, he's the former deputy uh, Labour deputy leader, isn't he? Yes, um, uh, he is, yeah. He's lost a lot of weight, um,
1: which is fair play to him. Um, Hasn't he managed to? Reverse his diabetes, yeah, Because in he was diabetic, but now which is quite
0: an achievement, isn't it? To be, and that's you know, 100% fair play to him. Um, but I mean, you know, he's come from a dark place because in 2005, in fact, they found out that he'd, he'd claimed the maximum 4,800 uh, allowance for food in a single year, so really? there's, there's no wonder where the weight came from
1: at the time. Mm. I was um, gonna say, I was gonna say, Mark Francois, eat your heart out. But uh, yeah, maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's not the best kind uh, phrase to. Use. It's a hundred hundred quid worth of food a week, or about a hundred quid worth of food a week. It's a lot, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, it's about hundred quid worth of food a week, which is to me about well maybe about ninety pounds. But it's a, that's a lot of food, mm. isn't it? It is. I mean, what's he doing? Is he having? And and this is in the days before the eat out take out, so he wasn't getting sort of an extra ten pound <laughs> off a time. So it's over ten pounds a day. Well, I, I suppose it's. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of food to eat, isn't it? that amount every single day it could be
0: somewhat of a record Um, but uh, speaking of records you want to finish with this one Usain Bolt lost his uh, world record didn't he no he didn't he sort of did Um, and then he
1: didn't he thought he had for a very short period of time Um, so obviously in the age and time of social distancing and using new technology obviously as we're doing via Skype at the moment to record our podcast and broadcast live via Facebook although we're still viable via for audio download via iTunes and Spotify and um, SoundCloud and Stitcher and various other things. But to try and get around the lack of athletics meetings, they've had virtual races. So effectively, people go to their own racetrack and they run the 100 metres on their own racetrack and it'll be live streamed against someone in a different country on a different racetrack who's also running in that same race and they have three or four people on the screen and they're all running the same distance. And Usain Bolt set his world record for the 200 metres in uh, Berlin 2009 World Championships, Jimbo. You've probably got no idea, but you're not anyway, because you're not quite into athletics as much as me. But Not quite, initially, me. Initially, Ma- Michael Johnson uh, broke the 200 metre world record in Atlanta 1996. Usain Bolt finally broke that. It was, a, it, was a, it was a really, really good world record to break. I think it took a long, long time before someone actually broke the world record, but he broke Michael Johnson. The same Bolt broke it in 2008, and then broke it again the following year, Berlin 2009. And that is a, a record that looks like it is going to stand the test of time for a long, long time. It's going to be very, very difficult to beat. And someone I'll have a go at it. Give it till you, weekend. You can have a go. I mean, I think Bolt's record is about 19.2 seconds, um, and everything was kind of uh, they, they basically had this race, and someone who wasn't that good an athlete, in all honesty, Noah Lyons. I think he's, he's competent. Uh, Bolt's record is 19.19 seconds, set in 2009. Uh, Noah Lyles turned up and he posted a time of 18.9 seconds, shaved <laughs> nearly 0.3 <laughs> seconds off the world record, which is fairly a lot. of it, all honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know? Do you know how I managed to do it? Uh, instead of running 200 meters, he ran 185 meters. Right. Uh, so it, it, it broke the world record, and someone said he's. Hang on, no, that can't be right. It's both world record by <laughs> absolute by that's that's a stupidly large amount to. And bear in mind when would when it have actually break... stood
0: though? Would it have actually? He couldn't he couldn't have stood, could it? Because you've got it's got to be all officiated and everything, I suppose. Even if he had broke it,
1: uh, I think it, it would have stood if it was correctly timed. I mean, but surely somebody's
0: of... got to be there for it, you know? Like with the Guinness Book Book of Records, yeah. like I could just go now, right? I'm going to eat as many microphone. Uh, foam covers as possible, and I've got a drawer full of them in front of me. And I could do that on camera, but unless somebody's there officiating it, then it can't be officially a record. I don't think.
1: Oh, yeah, I think I, th- I presume there are for these athletics meetings. As long as it's officially timed, then they can prove that it's timed correctly and all that kind of thing. Uh, so I think it could have stood, right, not for the fact that it, it didn't run, he didn't run 50 meters of it effectively. Yeah. It was quite amusing because the record was broken, and the commentator just said, "Oh." Oh no, that can't be right. Now the <laughs> Surely, I'm, how disappointed must that be? Anyway. Uh, but yeah, apparently put put him in the wrong line, and uh, yeah, he was doing fifteen meters less than everyone else, and therefore clock, clocked in with a very uh, very impressive time.
0: Should we get him on the podcast? Maybe we can, uh, maybe we could we could get him to attempt it again.
1: Yeah, it, it answered nine out of the ten questions that we asked him. The quiz like that. <laughs> follow
0: the waste of web space podcast on Twitter, and we'll follow you back, literally right to your front door. Okay then. So, Fisher, um I am not quite sure where this uh, this this idea came from actually. Um, but I thought I'd do a quiz for you based on the most random and strangest things that have ever been stolen before. I can't remember where the idea came from as in what it was that I was I was watching something on telly and and I and and it just it just thought oh, that's a really strange thing to have stolen. I don't know if there was some sort of news thing recently where something random had been stolen or taken or whatever. Um, but I thought Uh, we could do a feature on it. So I put a question up there for anyone who's listening in or anyone who's going to be watching us live or listening later on if you want to comment below the video or send us a message on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. What's the weirdest or most random or best thing that you've ever stolen? Now we're not going to, we're not asking to own up to any uh, massive theft here. We're saying, come on, in your time you might have cheekily just, you know, nabbed something, you know, borrowed something and never given it back. You know, like, You know, like when you borrow something like a lawnmower and nobody asks for it back and you end up keeping it or something? That kind of thing. Or when you've accidentally got something, like, you know. And I'll own up. I once got a free cucumber not too long ago in Asda. Um, And I I didn't realise. It had not not scanned. Uh, I didn't realise until I got home. I realised I got a free cucumber. So... You know, and
1: did, 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 how did you smuggle it out? Did you shut it down your trousers? <laughs> is that cucumber in your pocket, just pleased to see <laughs> But
0: but that said, I have on many occasions. I, I think I was owed that free cucumber because on many occasions in ASDA, what I have done is I have tried to be very good so that I'm not buying new carry bags all the time. So I have taken my old carry bags in and proceeded to scan them and pay for my own carrier bags. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that Fine. on a number of occasions, so I was owed that free cucumber. So if anyone else is listening and has got any sort of stories about something really weird or random that you stole or whatever, or you didn't mean to steal it maybe, or you know just something that you've kind of, uh, you know, kind of taken on under your own wing without anybody actually asking for it back. Uh, then please let us know. It'd be good to hear if there is anything um, that we can mention in the next episode or this one if you're watching live. Um, Fisher, anything for you? Uh,
1: No, well, actually, I've been... I mean, I know you're about to ask me a quiz about uh, things that have been stolen, and I did exactly the same quiz three weeks ago with someone else, so clearly you've just nicked that from them, haven't you? Are you joking? (laughs) I'm I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I I can't particularly recall stealing anything, to be honest. Um, Of course, all my jokes and everything, but... uh, other than the hearts of the nation. No, as I say, I've not stolen anything. Um, no, I, I, I can't particularly think of anything that I've stolen, either accidentally or certainly not on purpose. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't uh, don't particularly try and do that sort of stuff. Yeah, but sometimes um, things
0: happen accidentally. I didn't mean to steal a cucumber.
1: I never said you did. You're, you're, you're the one with a guilty conscience by the sound <laughs> of it. Anyway, like I said, I don't feel guilty
0: because I've paid for a lot of my own carry bags on many but occasions. Two wrongs don't make a right. I bet I've got some carry bags that I've paid for five times. <laughs> The 20p what? now. When did they sneak up? This is something that's happened during COVID. They put the they put the price up of carrier bags, and nobody's noticed. It's gone under the radar. All this COVID is it's just a hoax. It's also they could raise the price of carrier bags because they knew how people would kick off about it.
1: Because you've got to separate. If you're going out and getting your neighbours shopping, you've got to separate it. You can't you can't swap bags anymore, can you? Exactly. So that's gone under the radar, I'm
0: telling you. Anyway, so strange stolen things quiz. There's 10 questions for sure. So can you see if you can get uh, as many of the 10 right as possible? That is usually the aim of a quiz. Um, Anyway, so in 2008, what was stolen from a beach um, in Jamaica? A, a ton of sand, or B, a dog poo
1: bin? Well, a ton of sand. Who owns the sand on the beach? I don't know um because it sort of belongs it belongs to the world if you got sort of international waters and borders where it can't be stolen from a ton of sand isn't that much i would say it's sort of like a builder's bag full isn't it i mean getting it away should be difficult and you thought the sand would be quite nice are the other options yeah sorry go on no no you you go for it you've just lit up there quite a bit by the way
0: <laughs> well oh because i've just put my uh i've just put my laptop yeah. on to do a bit of research yeah, the spotlight is on
1: you. Have you stolen something? Are you getting interrogated by the police here? <laughs>
0: they're, on, they're, to... they're on to me. They want that cucumber back.
1: I would say that um, it actually got a bit darker outside, so the lighting and background oh. light might have changed as, as you're watching this during the episode.
0: I, I, um, I, I, anyway, carry on. Carry on. I might have I, to apologise after this question.
1: I can only think that it must be a dog pooping as opposed to a ton of sand.
0: Okay. Now I'm going to have to apologise for sure. Because I've I've got the question written down wrong here. It wasn't a ton of sand. It was um, it it was uh, more than that. I think it was like hundreds of tons of sand. Oh, right. Yeah. So that you probably might have gone for that. Maybe would you?
1: Uh, that amount? Yeah, I thought sort of a ton of sand isn't sort of that particularly an impressive amount. So it's just like a builder's bag. For. Maybe
0: I might give you a point five just for being nice because. I got the question technically wrong, and you might have gone for that answer. But yeah, in Jamaica, um, it was mysterious when lots and lots of sand went missing, and uh, right. yeah, been stolen. Where did it, go? it just got stolen, not by by. Um, well, locals. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I think Stores? so. Basically, Uh hundred tons of white sand vanished from a uh, planned resort. So. I don't know if it was like uh, one, of those, one of those kind of fake beaches, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, man-made. So, so they ma- the, the sand might have around, already yeah. been bagged up, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So
1: it's, it's ended up on bunkers in the local golf course. By <laughs> all that sort of stuff and... uh, in 2012,
0: a group of men turned up um, at a Czech Republic bridge, claiming to be workmen. What did they then go and steal? A, the cars, vans, diggers and trucks of the actual workmen hired to work on the bridge. Or B, the bridge itself.
1: Um, I think I mean how would you steal a? I do know someone who actually wanted to steal bridges and they stole a very small bridge and then a very medium sized bridge and they want to steal a very big bridge. Unfortunately, it was a bridge too far um so you've not got your headphones on at the moment, but i'm I'm assuming you're guessing what I was going to say there. I could hear what
0: you were saying. The problem was i- re- i I realized that my headphones had been wrapped around my microphone stand all the way through the episode, so if you've heard any squeaky noises, that is my fault
1: okay. Um, so I I think stealing the sort of vehicles and all that sort of stuff probably isn't that much of an impressive feat compared to stealing the actual bridge itself. So I wonder whether they might have actually managed to take the bridge, claiming sort of somehow taken it away for repair and nicked it, basically, and presumably melt it down and sold it for scrap metal or something like that, perhaps. Are you going for that one, then? I'm going to say they actually stole the bridge.
0: Well done, they did steal the bridge. Um, and it's not just happened once, it's happened in numerous countries as well, actually. It's something that seems to be happening quite regularly. Not just talking about a bridge about to be built, we're talking about bridges that have been built and then the people have, you know, woke up gone to work the next day and uh, the bridge is down completely. Fall
1: straight into a river, yeah.
0: Yeah, there we go. Um, so, next question then, uh, on things that have been stolen. In 2016, what was stolen from Chick-fil-A? I think Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Do you know what that is? No. It's a. It's oh. a. It's a. I only found this out the other day, actually, unrelated to this quiz that I was putting together. Uh, but it's a a restaurant, basically, like a, a bit a bit of a KFC type restaurant that they have oh, in America. Okay, yeah. um, but it was in Arizona. What was stolen from there? A. The restaurant's neon sign. Or B. A twenty-foot inflatable cow.
1: Well, Chick Chick-fil-A sounds like a chicken restaurant. So I'm not sure why they'd have a cow. But then. Is America, so kind of anything (laughs) goes a little bit. Um, Could have been a cash cow. Cash cow, of course. Oh, uh, in the news, we didn't mention... uh, uh, Have you got your soundboard ready? Go on. We didn't mention Donald Trump, did we? With his... uh, Did you see his interview? Where he was talking about his his cognitive test. (laughs) I've done it. And they say, name five words. So I'd say person, woman, man, TV, camera. (laughs) And then they'd ask more questions, and they would say, "Go back and go back and say those five words." So I'd say, "And it's very difficult, very difficult to get it in order." And I'd say, "Person, woman, man, TV, camera." <laughs> and yeah, it was just—it was just sort of one of the most remarkable bits <laughs> of television from an American president that you will ever see, of talking complete and utter nonsense and thinking that just because he's mentioned five words, they're basically the only. Well, way thank God we haven't got point. a leader like that. Uh, yeah, good point. Um, <laughs> Well, I think think of five words off the top of his head, and he's got a person in front of him. He can see a woman, he can see a man, he can see a TV, <laughs> he can see a camera, and then he manages to say those again 30 seconds later and he thinks he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and he claims it's so He got them
0: in the right order, though, is what he was trying to say.
1: In the right order, which is almost unheard of, <laughs> but he managed to do it because he's so good cognitively. <laughs> um, but there we go. So, sorry, jumping back to this question. I. I think stealing a neon sign for a restaurant, I think that's probably been done before. I don't think that's sort of that bigger thing, but I think in stealing a 20-foot inflatable cow probably is a bit more of a thing, song, so I'm going to say they stole a 20-foot inflatable cow.
0: Well done, yeah. It was found in somebody's back garden, so somebody really wanted a 20-foot inflatable cow in their back garden. I think it's like holding, it's like one of those kind of things that advertises deals and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah anyway.
1: There's a, uh, a, f- a friend of mine, um, who I know from a local pub, in his back garden has got a zebra that right. was his daughter used to work for a retail store. And as part of their displays, for whatever reason, they got this kind of quite large zebra on the on the shop floor. And it was... didn't people, it, on, That was on
0: the shop floor, did they say?
1: Yeah, it was just kind of like, you know, sometimes I have mannequins or whatever. For whatever reason, for some, unknown, some quite unknown reason, there was a zebra that was put in the store. And it's kind of like almost life-size, quite a big thing and I think he'd, he'd seen it, or she'd mentioned it at work, and said, ah, oh, for some reason we've got his zebra in the, in the store, and it came to the end of this promotion thing, and they kind of were getting rid of it. I think he said, what are you doing with it? I so, said, oh, I'll probably get rid of it, chuck it, whatever. I said, well, if I don't know, I, 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 for some reason he quite liked it and thought it was a bit of a character, <laughs> so um, I think he donated 100 quid to uh, a local charity and uh, got given the zebra as a result of it, and he's got it in his back garden.
0: Uh, and this, is, this oh. is in our area, is it? In
1: our area, yes, oh, in right. Town,
0: yeah. Maybe we could get a picture of that for the next episode.
1: Uh, I will try. I will try. <laughs> see what I can get you.
0: Um, we'll get him on the podcast, ask, ask about his uh, love of, of um, fake big zebras.
1: Yeah, see what he says. Anyway,
0: uh, anyway. carry on. Number four. The owners of a restaurant in Harrow, Northwest London, were shocked when what was caught on CCTV being stolen from them in 2019. A, a giant inflatable cricket ball, or B, their fuzzy bear mascot... That was used at children's parties in the restaurant.
1: Uh, well, it was the cricket World Cup last year, so would that be why a giant inflatable cricket ball was around? Maybe. With all yeah. their fuzzy book Harrow. Ooh, I don't think it's a. It's got a very uh, well-known public school in Harrow. It's called Harrow, obviously. Um, it. I mean, I think I think there are plans, aren't there, to reduce the size of harrow school, which point it's going to be called a narrow harrow. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's the... I'm going to say it's the Fuzzy Bear mascot, not a cricket ball.
0: See, I, f- I thought you might have got that one for sure if you've been a cricket fan, but you might have heard of this one. Uh, but no, it was uh, a giant inflatable cricket ball and, you know, the the, the, poli- the, the police couldn't track it down either. They were left stumped. Pfft! Um, <laughs> I had no idea where it had gone. They, they seem to think it uh, went out of the area, of course. So then it crossed their boundary, so they refused to deal with it.
1: <laughs> uh, but... No, they—they uh, they think they—they think they've arrested the person responsible, and he's been released on bail.
0: Hey, there we go hat trick of puns for us there. See, I'm, I can—I can do cricket puns as well, for sure, not just you.
1: Actually, to be fair, hat trick is a cricket term. So you've just done another one inadvertently. Though. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's also a football term, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, I think any sport where you score three in a, in a row, yes, it's uh, a, a terminology for sport in general. Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, it was it was it was a, a horrendous uh, um, bit of CCTV footage because there was one member of of, uh, of 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 staff in there, um, and the 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 robbers were armed. They went in um, quite viciously and uh, sort of caused a lot of havoc. Took the uh, the cri- the inflatable cricket ball. Um, the police were looking for the batsman. Uh, who was uh, carrying the weapon. Uh, mm-hmm. Not get that one? No. Not, um, not as good, no, that one?
1: Not quite as good, no.
0: I'll give myself one anyway. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. So, next then. Uh, yeah, that, that that happened. It was a it was a cricket, uh, inflatable cricket ball. Next. So, uh, where are we? In 1990, a former Hollywood set crew member had what stolen from him? Okay. A, mm-hmm. the lamppost that Gene Kelly swung around in Singing in the Rain... Or B, the Wicked Witch of the East, legs with the strappy socks on. So if you remember what poked out from underneath the house.
1: Right, right okay. Uh, well, it's just fair. I don't really know what poked out from underneath the house on the Wicked Witch, so... Um, it's like a, peril, a
0: set of legs that are hanging out with his sock, strappy
1: socks on. So I suppose this is just general film memorabilia in a certain yeah. place. I, th- I lamppost for Gene Kelly. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think a lamppost was probably stolen. I think that could be well known. Yeah, lamppost.
0: Well done, you're correct, yeah. Uh, he had it in his front garden, because obviously it's not something you could have in your house, so yeah. uh, eventually it, was, yeah, it got stolen. Um, but I imagine that had been there for quite some time if, if it wasn't till 1990 that it got stolen. Um, anyway, in 2013, thieves in Germany stole what from a truck? A, 6,000 jars of mustard, or B, 11,000 pounds, and we're talking about weight here, 11,000 uh, pounds of Nutella? Ooh, so, the
1: weight rather than. Yeah. Well, otherwise it'd be euros, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, it was true. in Germany. Imagine if you got it home and it turned out it wasn't Nutella.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Or something laughs> else.
1: Uh, ah, ah. So, that's, what, 11,000 pounds? So, that's about five. Well, that'd be about 5,000 kilograms, which is. Is that five tons of Nutella, potentially? I don't know. Um, I'll. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll I'll Google in a moment to convert uh, eleven thousand pounds in weight to see what it is in tons. But I think it's about five tons. Uh, that's um, that's a lot. But then at the same time, why would you steal mustard? But I said, perhaps Germans, perhaps you want to put it on some of the frankfurts so or that sort of stuff. Perhaps they were fed up of kind of getting hot dogs from IKEA. Mm. Then I mean, a bit of a. Uh, I mean, it was a bit like Ikea? a Cluedo
0: mystery? They were trying to work out who done it. Was it sort of Professor Plum, Colonel Mustard? Probably. Obviously, the ov- the obvious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, do you think the hot dogs from Ikea will be on the eat out and help out uh, offer? You can get £10, £10 off, potentially, if you mm. get a load of hot dogs from Ikea. Um, I think I think it's going to be Nutella. I think it's going to be a load of Nutella.
0: Well done, you are correct. Um, next then, number seven. What did two drunken Welsh tourists get fined 1000 Australian dollars, £637, so you don't have to do any conversions there, Fisher, in 2012? A, breaking into SeaWorld to swim with dolphins, setting off a fire extinguisher in the shark enclosure, then stealing a penguin called Dirk from SeaWorld in Queensland. I think I've already said that anyway. Have I not? Maybe not. Um, B, breaking into the Royal Opera House... Uh, to retrieve a lost bag that they didn't realise they'd left there until midway through their heavy drink, drinking session later that evening. They managed to get past security into the Opera House and while in there, tried to perform their own music on various instruments left in the orchestra pit, which was caught on CCTV. They were then fined for stealing back their own lost luggage when they were caught. <laughs>
1: um, I've just checked, by the way, and, uh, and £11,000 is five tons. So there you go. There we go. That's that a good bit, guess A good conversion. Get yeah. Yeah. I've worked it out. I have worked it out. 2.2 2 pounds in a kilogram. Convert that back. So and then a thousand kilograms in a ton. Uh, so where would they be broken? Sea World or the Sydney Opera House? Now two Welsh, two drunken Welsh choice, They're likely to go into Sea World or likely to go into Sydney Opera House. I think. I think. I think first. I think it's going to be Sea World.
0: Sea World. Okay. Yeah. So
1: your answer
0: is correct. Well done. And uh, the funny story about that is they woke up with Dirk the Penguin the next day, realizing shit they've got a penguin in the bed with him and uh, they tried to feed him put him in the bath put the shower on to make him comfortable yeah. and uh, yeah in the end obviously they uh i think he got returned or whatever and then they got yeah. caught and yeah they uh, got yeah. fined quite a lot but so uh, drunken antics for you that yeah. could have gone in put, your quiz the other week couldn't it
1: yeah it could have been yeah put him in the freezer for a bit please yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. but uh i mean they only, they only stole him because they thought they'd be a good uh, good joke under his wing but uh <laughs> of course they didn't find one of them either so have
1: you ever seen a penguin uh yeah th- yeah. Oh all right,
0: all right, yeah. At the zoo Basket. and well the zoo and the yeah. Sea World centres and stuff yeah. i have never yeah, take no, never taken one home to bed.
1: No no well, well me neither. I mean um I've... Yeah, that's no, one that's, t- I've that's one type
0: of bird I've never pulled.
1: <laughs> hey um yeah I I went to uh, Tenerife one year and there was a place called Loro Park and there was a big penguin enclosure. It was really bizarre that I think it's actually got I think it claims to have the biggest penguin um biggest um penguin enclosure or whatever yeah. enclosure yeah if you want to call it that uh, which is probably the right way to call it because I the right word for it <laughs> um, outside of the sort of oceans and outside of Antarctica or whatever but it is, it's quite there's it a seriously large amount of penguins and mm. they are really really cool just watching them dive in and swim around yeah and, and walk around all that sort of stuff so yeah I was mm. quite, uh, quite impressed with it highly recommended
0: well I'll, I will remember to check that out if I get a chance so, yeah. what did Dr. Thomas Harvey steal in 1995? A, adult, a gold tooth belonging to actor James Dean, or B, Albert Einstein's brain?
1: Ooh, gold tooth belonging to... Ah, have I heard something about Einstein's brain being sort of separated off, on, kind of left out for some kind of science experiment? I'm not sure how he would acquire James Dean's golden tooth. Um, I... Th- oh, something rings a bell about Einstein's brain, but now... Whenever it rings a bell, that normally means I'm wrong. So, But I'm going going to say Einstein's brain was somehow put onto one side and someone probably stole it as a result because that's just the kind of thing that people do. So I'm going to say it's Einstein's brain.
0: Well done. Yeah, so he kept it in a beer cooler. It was a doctor who thought that obviously he he wanted to steal it for science purposes, but I don't think he actually got permission. He kept it in a beer cooler and wasn't caught for two decades when a reporter uh, finally sort of called him out on it. So there you go. Mm. Uh, a restaurant worker in oh, says, "Question:
1: did someone, did someone not say? Hang on,
0: where's Einstein's brain? Yeah, he's got a really, it? he's got a really baggy head at the minute.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's not his brain in there. That's just a giant walnut you've shoved <laughs> in there. Surely, <laughs> mean? Come on, oh, that's stupid. Uh, yeah. Just oh yeah, so yeah yeah oh, yeah. I can't show you Einstein. What's, yeah, what's
0: all? This? It, what's all this? What's all this Nutella? What's yeah. what's it <laughs> anyway?" Uh, Number nine, a restaurant worker in 2017 stole $2.3 million of what between 2008 and 2017? Um, A, lobsters, or B, fajitas?
1: Well, fajitas aren't aren't noted as being particularly expensive, as far as I'm aware, as well, lobsters are. So what was the value again, sorry?
0: $2.3 million. I feel like I want to do a Dr. Evil when I say that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a lot. So, I mean, what would you do with the fajitas? What did you do with lobster? Oh, eat lobster no, so, sorry no it
0: was uh, it was 1.175 because he was doing the eat uh, the eat all right. eat at home <laughs> eat and, out and eat out eat out, yeah I'm only joking yeah of course not
1: What's was going to do just give more to Tom Watson <laughs> yeah. um, I think that well I I think it, I think the uh, I think the lobster is more is less of a lobster and more of a red herring actually um, and I'm going to say that it's for he. well done Yeah, it was. Um, So it it was only
0: discovered after the employee was fired and £800 of fajitas or $800 of fajitas were delivered to the restaurant, uh, which confused them because they never actually had fajitas on the menu. And it turned out that somebody had been ordering all these fajitas, taking them home and then sort of selling them on and making lots of money over it over over a period of nine years or something like that. Uh, Last question then, number 10. English uh, pensioner Margaret Wells uh, home they was
1: did not realize they were paying out for a load of fajitas. You yeah. not check the bills and check the obviously not but it's mm. a lot of money to miss well, out on.
0: You know like they made a you know like they made a film of um the uh, great heist of these at the jewelry heist in London a, the, a few years yeah, ago. Garden. Yeah. Yeah. So they wanted to do something similar for this film about the theft of uh, all these fajitas. Uh, and in fact, they, they finished it just before COVID, um, obviously, 19 kicked in. And afterwards, the d- director said, that's a wrap. <laughs> there you go. That was a long-winded one, weren't it? But anyway, English pensioner Margaret Wells Home was burgled in 2011, uh, having jewellery and iron stolen. Uh, but what else was stolen as part of the raid? A, her underwear and bras, or B, a life-size statue of E.T.?
1: Um. Well, her underwear and bras been stolen surely wouldn't be that much of a news story because... But she is a pensioner, which is why it might might have been
0: a news story.
1: Might be a bit of a pervy, um, pervy burglar maybe, I don't know. Well, it was a Tory
0: MP in the 50s. Um, I don't know if you want to do a quiz next week about...
1: (laughs) (laughs) It could have been. Um, I think that, again, there is no suggestion that any of the Tory MPs (laughs) mentioned were implicated in this particular crime. Um, I... Why would anyone have a life-size statue of VT? Well, then surely that's going to be more, more stealable than a bras and, bras and panties. So I'm going to say, that for some unknown reason, she had a life-size statue of VT and someone stole it.
0: Well done for sure. I think you've done quite well in today's quiz. But yeah, her daughter um, had it made for some weird reason. It was her daughter's and she had it in her house. It was only found when emergency responders were called out to a reported body floating in a river. <laughs> turned out to be et e. uh but you know uh, this is the strangest thing it's apparently et who phoned home to uh report himself missing but anyway there you go um so that's it that's that's a, a little thing about um sort of you know those that have people that have stolen random things and so on and if you've stolen anything we'd like to know and we'll give it a mention next week but i hope you enjoyed that was that all right fisher
1: it was okay. I mean, I can't help but think that if they found the ET in the river, then someone would have just said ET flout home. <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, yes, it's was very good. Thank you anyway, Jimba.
0: Might be on our longest episode yet, Fisher. Um, but we've, uh, we've done for today. Uh, we past are ten o'clock, Jimbo. I suppose we are too weekly, aren't we? Now we're back to fortnightly. Uh, just we didn't explain uh, that earlier on, did we? Now in our episode. Um, I, think,
1: I think we're back to recording our podcast whenever we can fit it in. Yeah. Um, which is more likely going to be fortnightly as opposed to weekly, but we, we might pop up every now and again with a weekly one, a special Still got or something. Twenty-eight episodes to go until we get to our hundredth episode. Um, we, we did. we were at episode fifty, I think, at Christmas time, weren't we? We've in done well Christmas this year, jumpers, so we've. Yeah, we've done over, over 22 episodes this year, which is a solid effort. Uh, something I forgot to and, mention. And we've videoed now as well. Of
0: course, yeah, we've got a lot of video. We, we'll get to a stage where we've done as many on video as what we've done on audio, I suppose.
1: Are we going to have to go back and redo the episodes we did on audio <laughs> on the, in video? What, like lip-syncing? Yeah. Possibly. There, is, there are a couple of great people who lip sync Donald Trump's speeches, by the way. Yeah. That are well worth looking up on TikTok or, or various other things that... Um, Whatever sharing apps people use nowadays.
0: He was on about uh, Did you? Who did you mention then? Donald Trump. We did, yeah. He's on. He was trying to ban TikTok, weren't he, in the US? So now Microsoft are trying to buy it, aren't they? I think.
1: Yeah, I watched his uh, video on it actually, talking about banning TikTok, and he went. I think you've gone quiet oh. again. Yeah, sorry, that was a joke about lip-syncing when you're on TikTok, uh, see? So, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> probably probably not one for the
0: audio listeners. Not, there, not, one, so for, not, not, not one for Zoom worked. either yeah. when it's got, uh, or, or not Zoom, but uh, video conferencing when it's uh, notorious yeah. for cutting out and so on. Uh, one thing yeah. I do want to mention is my gran's appeared on this podcast a couple of times accidentally in the past and then on purpose, if you yeah. remember. She's phoned, uh, yeah. phoned me, phoned us mid-episode before. Um, but she has uh, now closed her bed and breakfast. In a uh, oh, after she she claims she's been doing it from nineteen eighty four, but I'm convinced she started doing it earlier, but she's trying to remember and it's not going so well. But anyway, uh she's they've closed it up. Um obviously down to COVID as well. They thought it's time to knock it on the head. They were eight, you know, eighty three, I think they are now. Um so it was time to 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 close it up. But there you go, big shout out to my gran and Tyndale, Bed and Breakfast. We've had many uh pleasant guests over the years and some unpleasant ones as well. Uh, yep. Usually, Germans. I'm only joking.
1: Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, con- congratulations on a fantastic innings uh, running your bed and breakfast. Uh, unfortunately, Jimbo prefers to stay in Travel Lodgers, but never mind.
0: <laughs> don't say that. It's a good Correct. job you do not listen. Right. Yeah. Anyway, you can follow uh, us on Twitter, Facebook, Waste of Web Space, uh, at UK, Instagram as well now. Thank you very much for uh, listening, watching. We'll see you again next time.
1: See you next time. Thank you. Bye bye.